I'm Bridget Stomberg. And I'm Lisa Simone, And this is Taxes for the Masses. Today's episode is on Jeff Bezos's announced relocation from Washington to Florida. In November of 2023, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos announced on his Instagram account that he was leaving Seattle, Washington after nearly 30 years and returning to Miami, Florida to be closer to his parents, his fiance, and his rocket business, Blue Origins. In this episode, we discuss the potential tax motivations and implications of Bezos' big move. Hello, Lisa. Hello, B. Today's topic is a fun one because it has a lot to do with your own home state of Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to me, it begs the question, what would it take to get you to move back? Um, it would take one very specific thing that does not have a monetary value attached to it. Does it have to do with your husband? Uh, no, it has to do with someone who shall remain nameless, but has the uh, initials RD. Okay. Um, so that would be a starting point for me. And then, yes, I'd have to convince my husband. R- RD has to go. RD has to go. And then- It's, it's you or RD. Yes. And yeah. Okay. And trust me, people, I'm the better end of that bargain. Yeah. I was going to say, Florida, if you're listening, you are missing out. Come on. Uh, would you ever consider moving to the Sunshine State? I have not considered moving there, but it is kind of funny because my spouse, Matt, sometimes talks about this fantasy that he has of living in Miami with a sailboat and, you know, sailing to whatever Caribbean island we want to go to for the weekend or the week or whatever. Now, um, as with many of his fantasies, uh, it is not based in reality in any way, shape or form, because I don't even think he's ever been to Miami. Yeah. Um, but whatever, why, why would that ever be a factor in determining where we want to spend our lives? Well, I could see how wanting to live on the coast as a sailor would be a factor. Sure. There are a lot of reasons to think about moving to Miami um, or not. Or, or not. Uh, indeed. Um, and that's basically the crux of our conversation today. We're, of course, talking about Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. founder of the ubiquitous Amazon, as well as rocket and space tech company Blue Origins, which I had literally never heard of until we uh, wrote this episode up, uh, and then some other ventures. And because I guess we just care about these things, he felt the need to recently announce publicly that he had plans to move from Seattle to Miami. On the Insta, I believe. Mm-hmm. On the gram. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we have two goals today. First, we're gonna talk about some of the tax and non-tax reasons Bezos is leaving Washington for sunnier Floridian skies. Mm-hmm. And second, we'll try to estimate some of the tax savings Bezos can expect from the move. So B, why don't you kick it off by saying some of the reasons someone who could live literally anywhere on earth and possibly also in space yep would choose your home state of Florida above everywhere else. And let's keep RD, you know, out, out of the, uh, out of the equation. Let's see. Nice things to say about Florida in general. They're not tax related. Uh, of course, proximity to Disney world would, um, come up. That, that has to be high on your list. Very high on your list. Love the water. Very nice to, you know, have water. I associate like going to a nice restaurant on the beach with like celebrating a fancy occasion. I'm with you there. Yeah. Um, you know, sunshine most of the year. Yeah. Not a bad thing. Uh, these are all, these are all good things, but you know what just flew right into my brain there that I had to not say. What's that? No income tax. Mm, Cause even when you okay. tell me not to make it tax related, my brain wants to make it tax related. You got to do you be who you are, be true to yourself. It's all good. Um, so these are all really good points. 
And in Bezos's case, he is actually from Florida, like you, at least partially. He graduated from Miami Palmetto High School in 1982, and his parents live in the area. Uh, maybe his parents live in one of the two $68 million plus mm. houses that uh, Bezos bought in the past few months located in Indian Creek Village, which is a private neighborhood known as, quote, Billionaire Bunker. I like that name. It's not where name. I grew up. Not where I grew up in Florida. But no. Yes. No. No. <laughs> You know, because one house worth more than $68 million no. just isn't enough for today's no. billionaire. No. Why have one when you could have two? I, I did some some sleuthing and I, I couldn't resist looking up the two homes. Um, so the more expensive of the two homes reportedly has seven bedrooms, 14 bathrooms. Yes. And 1.84 acres of space from neighbors. Uh, not enough space from some of his neighbors. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Uh, the neighborhood also lays claim to now. Okay. So here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. Here, here, let, me, let me tell you what's going on right now. Um, so, you know, Lisa and I do some prep work for these episodes and typically one of us takes the lead in, in, in scripting it out, which means that you have to put some trust that the, uh, your co-host isn't going to make you say something uh, that you don't want to say. Pseudonymous. That, that you're not going to do the, uh, the Ron Burgundy and just read some totally offensive thing off the teleprompter. <laughs> and uh, my, my co-host and former friend, um, Lisa D. <laughs> Simone, was going to try to get me to call Tom Brady, uh, I'm not even going to say it, the goat. She was going to try to get me to call him the goat, but I'm not going to do that because I read ahead. Yes. I, I also uh, suggested you call him your favorite quarterback of no, all time. No, nope, not happening, folks. So let me just say the facts which is this neighborhood also lays claim to an individual by the name of Tom Brady, former spouse of uh, Giselle Bündchen, uh, not to mention Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner. That is quite a neighborhood. Uh, that's one way of putting it. Bezos' fiance also apparently has ties to Florida, which would be a big draw. Mm -hmm. And although he stepped down as CEO of Amazon some years ago, he is still actively involved in Blue Origins, which increasingly operates its rockets out of Cape Canaveral, Florida. I don't know why that sentence made me laugh, but it did. <laughs> Ah, uh, I was so close to getting you to call him the that goat. That was never going to happen. I mean, no, if I, no. I'm pretty sure I have a picture of you in front of a picture of Tom Brady um, making an obscene gesture. You absolutely do. Okay, so we've digressed. However, if we go back to Bezos, we have a whole bunch of personal reasons to consider why somebody like him would retire or at least relocate to Florida. And yet, nonetheless- some people have speculated that Bezos's decision may not entirely have everything to do with these personal reasons. And we've kind of spilled the tea here already, but the real reason might be taxes. 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 All right. But we're just talking about state taxes here. Correct. So to be clear, relocating to Florida won't change Bezos's federal tax obligations at all. Generally speaking, generally speaking, true, yes, generally speaking. Um, and the evidence out there on whether the rich move to avoid taxes is, I think we can say it's mixed. Yeah, it's mixed. So there's a, a Stanford study from 2016 that gets quoted a lot. And that study finds that those with incomes above a million dollars, which let's just be clear, Bezos is way above that. So we're just defining the rich at a very different level. Yeah. But those with incomes above a million dollars actually move states at a slightly lower rate than mm -hmm. the general population. Yeah. Which completely refutes the popular notion that the wealthy are these really highly mobile individuals who are just going to be scared away by high taxes and never pay them because they'll just pick up and move. 
Uh, absolutely. And that same study finds that millionaires are no less likely to live in high tax states than commoners like you and me. Interesting. However, the study does find that when millionaires do move to another state, which we already said was at a lower rate than non-millionaires, they are more likely to move to a state that has a lower tax rate. Okay. And that state with the lower tax rate is almost always Florida. All right, so that's a bit of a mixed message from a, a single study. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's see what others have to say. So there's another, another study out there by researchers at Berkeley and the San Francisco Fed that's focused on state estate taxes. So not income taxes, but taxes that are typically leveled on the net worth of an individual upon their death. Yep. And this study analyzed the Fortune 400 richest people since 2001. So we really are zeroing in on the richest of the rich, not yep. just those with more than a million dollars. And they found that 21% of billionaires moved to states that imposed no estate tax. And I'm gonna call 21% of billionaires, not nothing. Yeah, that's a lot of net worth that moved. It is, but it's also not everybody. It's not even the majority. Correct. Um, so I think it would be helpful to put some numbers on this because I still think of state taxes as being relatively small in the grand scheme of all the taxes we pay. Sure. So I do still wonder a bit how big of a deal state taxes can be, even for a billionaire like Bezos. I was so hoping you would say that. So let's dive into how much we think Bezos could save in taxes by moving from Seattle, Washington to Miami, Florida. And we're gonna start with state level taxes. Washington has no personal income tax and neither does Florida. So there's no advantage either way there. Decidedly not. Now, Washington did just recently pass a 7% tax on personal capital gains above $250,000. Ooh. Yeah, so let's back up. Capital gains arise when you sell an investment asset, like say your nearly 10% stake in Amazon stock. Yeah. And Florida does not tax capital gains. And this is important because capital gains are arguably a much more uh, salient tax for uh, millionaires to avoid than taxes on ordinary income like a salary because Bezos and other billionaire CEOs like Warren Buffett and Elon Musk famously take the vast, vast majority of their compensation, oftentimes, not it's not a rule, but oftentimes these very wealthy CEOs will take most of their compensation in stock in exchange for a pretty nominal salary. And so as that stock appreciates, um, there can be some capital gains tax implications there. You betcha. According to a Tax Foundation article in 2020 and 2021, Bezos sold $15.7 billion worth of Amazon stock. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty good timing too, considering that in January of 2021, Washington, the state, introduced a bill to implement that 7% capital gains tax effective January 1, 2022. That's very good timing. So yeah, by timing his stock sales before that capital gains tax went into effect, Bezos saved himself about $1.1 billion in capital gains taxes. Uh, and moving forward, we can assume that he will continue to save that 7% on any future stock sales because like we said, Florida has no capital gains or personal income taxes whatsoever and no plans to implement one as far as we can tell. 
Exactly. So sticking with state level taxes for the moment, Washington has a pretty hefty estate tax too. So estate taxes, as we've said, are typically imposed on your net worth upon death. And that's before any heirs or charities or anything can get access to your uh, wealth when you die. The state of Washington imposes a maximum estate tax rate of 20% on estates larger than anything above $2 million. Uh, yeah. And so Bezos, who's estimated to be the third richest person in the world, uh, has, I'm going to guess his estate's going to be more than 2 million. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So he, his net worth is about 170 billion with a B. Um, so yes, he would be subject to up to $34 billion of Washington estate taxes if he were to die in Washington today. And Florida has, you guessed it, no estate tax. Nope. Which could explain why Governor Ron DeSantis called the state God's waiting room. Uh-huh. And what's more, Washington has proposed, but not yet passed, a 1% wealth tax on financial assets above $250 million. And so at his current net worth, that would be as much as $1.7 billion in wealth taxes paid by Bezos per year if he stayed in Washington. Um, so not only is $1.7 billion in wealth taxes per year not exactly chump change to Bezos, mm -hmm. it represents a whopping 45% of the state's projected total annual wealth tax revenues if it were to pass. Wow. So in other words, Washington state stands to lose about half mm -hmm. of its estimated wealth tax revenue just because one single human being is gonna move to Florida and not stay in Washington. And I was pretty interested in this and researching this episode. I wanted to know what Washington was saying about Bezos leaving their state. Yeah. And so I tried to look up forecasted tax revenues. The state's Economic Revenue Council in Washington currently forecasts an increase in revenues hmm. in the coming two years. And that's despite knowing that Bezos is leaving. Okay. However, the chair of the Economic Revenue Council, Linda Wilson, said, and I quote, I have no doubt there will be an effect in the amount of revenue that the state receives because Mr. Bezos is leaving. Uh, yeah, that makes two of us, three of us. Three, Yeah, three in fact, yep. Okay, so I think we've talked enough about state level taxes. Okay. We don't just have to worry about state level taxes, we also have to think about local taxes. Yep. So let's talk specifically about sales tax because I've heard that Washington, when you combine it, state and city, uh, has one of the highest combined sales tax rates of any place in the, in the country. It does, yes. And so let's focus in on Seattle, which is where Bezos, uh, you know, was, was located. Seattle, Washington clocks in at 10.25% in total state, county, and city sales taxes. Wow. Yeah, it's a full 2% above my hometown of Austin, Texas. Just wow. Yeah. Um, of course, now we're not, the, the, the comparison here is not to Austin, it's to Miami. Yes, true. Miami boasts a sales tax of about 7%, which is modest. Okay. Uh, coincidentally, it's the same as my hometown of Bloomington, Indiana, where, you know, he didn't, he didn't want to move here. That's fine. Um, that's a whopping 3.25 percentage points savings compared to Seattle. Yeah. Now, of course, sales taxes are notoriously regressive because those with less earnings spend a higher share of their earnings each month compared to those that earn more. And so those that earn less end up paying a higher share of their earnings in sales taxes. That is true about sales taxes. On the other hand, property taxes tend to be less regressive because as you might imagine, the wealthier like Bezos tend to accumulate more properties. Yes. The average property tax rate in Miami is just above 2%, whereas Seattle's is only about 1% on average. So he's actually gonna be paying potentially more property taxes with the move. 
True. Although it is worth pointing out that he has a pretty big residential real estate portfolio. Those are some of his assets that he's purchased with his wealth. So he has properties allegedly in New York City, Beverly Hills, Texas even, uh, which I didn't know about, Washington, D.C., and of course, Washington State. And so if he holds on to all of these properties, including the property in Washington State, property taxes don't matter, right? He's going to be paying them there anyway, even if he moves. Uh, totally. I was just going to say, let's let's just ignore property taxes in this calculation because those Fair. are assessed based on where you own the property, not based on where you live. So true. we're talking about him changing residence. Let's ignore property taxes. Sorry, property taxes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take the liberty of also dropping sales taxes because those are likely a trivial amount relative to his income and wealth each year. Okay. You'll allow it. I'm allowing it. Okay. So that is going to leave differences in those capital gains, taxes, and potential wealth taxes between Seattle and Miami. And if we just focus on those two taxes alone, we estimate that Bezos could save over $2 billion annually if he continues his recent pace of selling stock. Which brings me back to my opening question. Would you move to Florida for $2 billion? Um, you know me well enough to know that I think the more pertinent question is what wouldn't I do for $2 billion? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm cheap. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so far we've talked about taxes paid by an individual or a household. Bezos is of course a business person mm -hmm. with hands in multiple businesses. Um, Blue Origins is increasingly operating out of Cape Canaveral, Florida. Interestingly, Amazon has confirmed to the press that the company is looking for 50,000 square feet of office space in yep. Miami following Bezos' announcement that he was relocating. Coincidence? And, I mean, that, that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Now, Amazon already had about 400 employees in the Miami area, but this announcement appears to be a more serious step towards actually establishing a real headquarters in Miami. Right. So the question is, why would he do this when Florida's corporate income tax rates, now we're talking about corporate, is five and a half percent. And that's just about where the national average is. So Florida's not saving you any money on corporate taxes. Okay. Um, well, you may recall from our Disney and DeSantis episode, and may I just say for the record, we are talking about him way too much on this episode today. <laughs> you brought him up. Ugh. Um, Florida is not above giving big handouts to corporations for relocating. No, they are not. So you might remember that the state was going to give $578 million in tax incentives to Disney for relocating some of its employees to Lake Nona. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ron DeSantis doesn't even like Disney or Mickey Mouse. So imagine how kind he might be to Jeff Bezos and his rockets. Does he like Jeff Bezos and his rockets? I mean, probably more than he likes Disney is gonna be my guess. All right, all right. I don't know, we don't chat much. Fair. It's, um, it's an interesting conjecture and it's totally possible that Bezos could negotiate some large business tax benefits for Amazon in Florida. So if Amazon moved enough of its employees out of Washington, let's say to sunny Florida, it could also potentially avoid the jumpstart tax, which came out of a tax Amazon campaign in Seattle. Oh yes, that little thing. Yes, that little thing. Um, so a few years ago, the Seattle City Council passed a new payroll tax on big companies with highly compensated executives. And just to, to highlight what Lisa just said, it was literally called a tax Amazon campaign. Mm-hmm. So you've got the entire city council like pointing their laser focus at you and passing a tax that really they just want to assess on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so under that law, Amazon currently pays 2.4% additional payroll tax on salaries and wages that it spends on Seattle employees who make at least $400,000 a year. And Jeff Bezos, it's worth noting, he stepped down as CEO, but he's still the executive chair of Amazon. He made over 1.5 million in salary and other compensation in 2022 alone. 
The other top five executives received over 120 million in compensation during 2022. So moving those individuals out of Seattle could save the company about $3 million of payroll taxes in Seattle annually. And I mean, that's not nothing. No. But I'll, I'm willing to concede that for a company with a market cap of over $1.5 trillion with a T, uh, $3 million, you know, it, it, to them, it probably is a drop in the bucket, comparatively speaking. Yeah. However, maybe you would want to move out of a state that had a tax campaign targeted entirely at your company. Yes. Where's the love, Seattle? Be interesting to see what Florida does to them. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worried for them. I'm just not. Plus, Bezos is still chair of the board of Amazon, so maybe he just wants to be able to go into an office that feels like a real headquarters, you know, when he's sick of his two neighboring mansions. And starts to feel a little claustrophobic in his uh, 14 bedrooms. And 28 bathrooms. Exactly. Time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, the good, I think I think we were hoping that a good would be that we were going to get to say nice things about Florida. Mm-hmm. But I, we I, said there were some things that were said. I know. It just, we, I don't know. Then you got negative because we talked about RD a little too I much. I did. I did. So yeah. it kind of, kind of ruined it a little bit. But let's find something else. I don't want that to be the only good. What's another good we can come up with here? Well, I would say there does seem to be some support that Bezos's move was not entirely driven by taxes, let's say, right? And and that's a good thing because we don't really want tax policies to be driving people to do things that they wouldn't otherwise do but for taxes. Like you like the, it, sometimes we want to incentivize people to do certain good things that are good for society, but like this is a case of people doing things just for the purpose of saving taxes with no real benefit to society and that's usually not what we want. Yeah. And I mean, like just on climate alone, I imagine that people could prefer like sunny days in Florida to cloudy days in Seattle. There's for sure. I think I, yeah, whenever we make a move, it's complex. And yes, I mean, I'm not, we're not going to be dumb enough to say taxes didn't matter at all, but I think your point is well taken that he had lots of other non-tax reasons. Tax may have, you know, been the, the final deciding factor or one of the final deciding factors, but there are other, other reasons to move to Florida there. Fine. I said it. Um, but there are also at least 2 billion reasons yeah. per year, according to our very back of the envelope math, as to why Bezos maybe did want to move uh, to Florida for tax reasons. And I think that what we're talking about here, the complex decision of whether or not to relocate, it sort of supports those mixed messages that we talked about from research. Yeah. Um, it does seem that the bigger moves by wealthy individuals they, they happen less often, mm-hmm. but when they do happen, they tend to appear to be away from wealth-like taxes or taxes that are targeting the wealthy, like Washington capital gains tax and their proposed wealth tax and the Washington state tax. They're tending to move away from those states to states that have more favorable tax policies, especially for high wealth individuals. Yeah. And so that's been a really big reason why those who are opposed to wealth taxes, they like to raise this movement as a reason why we shouldn't have a wealth tax because we're just going to, let's, let's say for, we're talking at the federal level for a second here, we're just going to encourage those fortune 400 richest of the richies to leave the U S potentially. Yeah. So that could be getting into ugly territory here. We may see the, you know, state level arbitrage, if you will, or the state level tax policy could be informative for us and it could help us have some idea of what might happen um, if wealthy individuals tried to leave the country. Now, of course there are some things that the country can do. You can 
impose exit taxes. You can try to do some things to prevent all of that wealth from leaving the U.S. untaxed. Um, but yeah, I think it, you raise a good point that if we, if the pattern in the U.S. does seem to be that when wealthy individuals move, they move to lower tax states, it could also be the case that if the U.S. were to impose a wealth tax, then when the wealthy move, it could be that they move out of the U.S. altogether. Right. And that's on top of uh, some of the notoriously difficult implementation issues of a wealth tax that we've talked about on prior episodes. Yeah. While wealth taxes may seem like a reasonable tool to smooth out income inequality, wealth inequality, things like that. um, And they are fairly popular in general in some corners of the population. They are just very difficult to administer. And they do have some very, 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 very staunch opponents. Very staunch opponents, including some potentially at the U.S. Supreme Court, which, of course, was a subject of a recent episode that we aired um, questioning whether a future wealth tax would even be constitutional pending the outcome of the Moore case that we discussed. And so uh, that could definitely end the conversation entirely for a federal wealth tax. One thing that I had to have my uh, law school educated husband remind me of was that the outcome of that Moore case is only going to apply to federal law. States are still going to have the ability and the rights to do what they want to do. And so they could continue to, to, impose those wealth taxes. Yep. And so we can expect, uh, you know, the usual suspects, Washington, maybe California, Oregon, to potentially launch some proposals for wealth taxes, maybe even implement them. Um, But Florida does not seem to be on the list for the time being. I am not thinking so. If they want to maintain their status as God's waiting room, they do not want to tax the, uh, the wealthy retirees. Well, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to join us for more tax nerdery on future episodes of Taxes for the Masses. 